Brisbane off to a good start at the Gabba. They lead Richmond one goal three, nine to no score as of yet. So uh, the Lions looking well on pace to come away with a win, but very, very early days. And, uh, of course, that is round number 16 in the AFL getting underway tonight. A lot to look forward to across the weekend in footy and in cricket. And joining us down the line this afternoon to uh, chat a little of both is award-winning journalist, one of my co-hosts on Before the Footy, John Townsend. Townie, good afternoon. G'day, Matt. Yep, big night tonight. Got to settle into the lounge, and uh, I'm just watching the what's going on, the preparations for what's happening at Lords. Uh, all the players are out there, so the threat of rain is is uh, diminished just for the moment. Though actually, you can see some drops on the on the camera, so rain rain will be around, I guess. So that might well have an impact. It's not going to help England's cause at all. They've uh, they put themselves in a pretty ordinary position, actually, and it could be game and series away for them by lunch today, perhaps, if Australia really put the foot down. Yeah, what did you make of day one from England? I thought they were a little lackadaisical in their bowling and uh, in their fielding as well. Yeah, their intensity wasn't wasn't there. It was almost like there's an expectation that, you know, they decided to bowl first because of conditions. Um, they'd had their moments in the in the first test where they created opportunities. And they just thought it was going to happen. But it was not to be, and they're they now right up against it. They, they've gone in with an unbalanced attack in that they've got five right-arm medium paces, no extreme pace, no real point of difference. Um, Anderson doesn't look anywhere near 100%, and Stokes, clearly not. He's only going to bowl you know, a limited number of overs. Uh, Tong or Tongue, depending on which side of the... The, the river in Worcester you come from. <laughs> he, he looked all right, but he didn't land enough. I mean, he bowled two absolute rippers to knock over the, the openers, but didn't bowl enough good balls in the right position. So not enough pressure built. Um, they just didn't quite... They weren't on. They didn't look as though they were ready to play, and Australia got away from them. Very good. No chance Australia's going to declare with, with the other side in trouble. Uh, and they only need a, a good hour or two today, as I said, I mm. think, to really set up this game and, and potentially the series. Would you have looked at bringing in Wood and continuing on with Moali? Um, Moali? What, Alan Moali? Moali. Moe and Ali. Oh, Mo, Mo, sorry, Mo and Ali. Sorry, I thought you said Moali. I've <laughs> played for 20 years. Um, <laughs> look, that, I guess that depended a, a fair bit on uh, fitness. If, if he wasn't capable, and he certainly looked as though he was affected by it in the first test, so if they're thinking he can't actually get through a full game, there's no value in picking him. And they're also thinking, obviously, that the you know the ball's going to swing and seam, and the the damage will be done by the by the fast bowlers. Um, so, but as I said, it is unbalanced. But they haven't got another spinner. You know, the fact that they pulled uh, Ali out of retirement to you know to play in the first test tells you that. They have no confidence in any other spinner in the country, so they would they were never going to do it. I, I, I there's a bit of him being dropped. There's a bit of him being unavailable, um, really, you know. And, and obviously, it, it didn't work in their favour. So and conditions as well. Um, it's a it's a very unbalanced, I, I think, and they may well pay the, pay the price for it. 
What did you think of the batters for Australia? Warner, 66, looked pretty good uh, yesterday yeah. and uh, was dismissed. Yeah. A pretty good ball by, by Josh Tung. Labashane, 47, was okay. Travis Head, was playing a bit of Trav ball himself, 77 off of 73. And then uh, Steve Smith was, was brilliant, 85 not out. And currently it's Carey uh, unbeaten oh. on 11. Yeah, it's the best I've seen Steve Smith in a couple of years. I think he just looked as though his focus was absolutely right on. They're just showing a few highlights actually at the moment as we prepare for play to start. And he he looked as though he's absolutely on top of his game as he was, you know, in, in 2019 as well. That he, he just looks focused, ready to go. He's a lot stiller than he has been. We know he's a very fidgety player and, you know, quite agitated at times. And that often tells you that his state of mind isn't isn't really clear. Um, but he looks still organised, hit the ball late, looked in outstanding touch. And, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if he goes pretty deep today, looks to bat as long as he can today and get a really big score. Uh, Warner, too, to, and just having a look at the highlights again, I mean, they actually bowled some, some balls that beat the bat through the edge um, but just not enough and not in the right spot. And he, he actually has batted, you know, reasonably well. Had a, had a good dig in the um, the World Championship match. Um, had looked in, in pretty good nick in the first innings in, in Edgebaston. And maybe there is a little bit of life in the old dog. I mean, they could well have decided to go without him uh, to move on. But the fact is, I think that there isn't a clear-cut successor to him that they've hung on to, to David Warner and... You know, the longer it goes, the more chance you have of actually performing, and that's what he's doing at the moment. Uh, Mitch Stark over Scott Boland. Do you agree with the decision? Uh, look, I, I guess you can only really tell in hindsight. Uh, Boland was pretty ordinary in the first test. They got into him. Uh, they clearly want to play Stark because of his ability with a new, you know, swing the new ball and run through the tail, and, and he's got extraordinary strike power. Um, so they've gone back to the to the big three. I'm, look, I'm not really surprised at all that you know the balance is a bit different with the left armour as well. The fact that he, you know, Boland was poor, I thought in the first test, or not not poor, but England got after him, uh, tells you that they've decided to go with the you know the, the A graders, and so no real surprise that, that they made that call. All right, what's your prediction for the remainder of the test? How do you think it'll go? Uh, Australia, big total. They'll be looking to go close to 500. It might be rain-affected, so they might be on and off a bit today. Um, I think they'll be looking to go to 500 and, and possibly not only bat once. That, that I suspect that that'll be their their primary aim at the moment. <laughs> Equally, if they get, you know, England turns up and bowl well early, knock them over for 380 or, uh, you know, so, well, it's game on. Um, I think Australia will bowl better than they did, though. I think they're... The intensity in the Australian bowlers was was pretty solid in the first test, and I think they'll maintain that that level of intensity and and precision with their attack. All right, Townie, let's just turn our attention to footy real quick. Uh, the Brisbane Lions they lead Richmond right now by seven points, uh, about uh, eight minutes remaining in the first quarter. What are your thoughts on tonight's matchup, and who comes away with the win? Oh, good good game. I mean, this is this is a game that Brisbane have to win if they are a genuine premiership contender. They have to beat the sides that are sort of on the next run, you know, the ones that are, con- you know, competing to finish in the finals or, or you know, around the middle of the table. They they have to beat them, and you know they're off to a regional start. It's a good game though because uh, you know Richmond have 
have counselling under Andrew McWalter. And we, you know, we, as you know, we had Neil Baum on our show only a couple of weeks ago. He he couldn't have been more uh, glowing, I guess, in his praise of McWalter without actually saying he's the man to get the job. Mm-hmm. So he looks as though he's having a an impact already at Richmond. They've, they've played some pretty bright footy. Some of their veterans, you know, Cochin and Martin in particular, are playing really good footy. Um, he, he looks a real strong candidate. But I think Brisbane, with that bit of extra class at home, they're hard to beat up there. Um, they're leading by, yeah, seven points. So two goals to one into time on in the first quarter. They, they, they should win it, I think. I tip them to win. I'd be surprised if they don't. But... Uh, They'll have a challenge or two ahead of them tonight. Just quickly, the Hall of Fame earlier on in the week, uh, we actually had a West Australian removed from the Hall of Fame (laughs) and five South Australians inducted plus a couple of Victorians as well. Where were the West Aussies? Well, there was a good run last week. uh, Sorry, last year with uh, uh, Nicky Winmar, Ted Tyson and Bill Dempsey went in and there's a a loose quota. Um, I think not so much the... You know, the fact that South Australians went in. And Tom Lee, who South Australia have been crying out for since the start of... You know, it's, it's over 20 years that the... Um, in fact, what's that? 29 years, I think, that the Hall of Fame's been going. And from the very first day, South Australians have been saying Tom Lee should have been in it. But, you know, the turn of the century, Ruckman, one of the greats of South Australian footy. Uh, he's missed out. It, it's been a long time coming. WA have 20 players who are in the same boat who probably should be in and haven't mm. gone in. The bi- the biggest issue, I, th- I think, is that just this fixation with players of the modern era. You know, Rewalt, uh, Bartel, uh, Corey Enright, all fantastic players. No, no issue with their, their merits. But they're not necessarily better than a lot of historic figures. So there's a real fixation with getting players into the Hall of Fame who, who are the most recent players. And that'll continue to happen. We'll see, you know, when Buddy Franklin, in his first available year, he'll go in. Um, there'll be a number of players in the same boat. And I think that's a that's an issue, that it, it's unbalanced in the sense that it's captured by the, the AFL era and the television era and the and the modern era. So that I think that's a bigger issue than the fact that South Australia had a few in. Um, you know, I think Mark Williams, great figure to go in. Uh, Tom Lee, as I said, a historic figure who's uh, well overdue. Bruce McAvaney, well, he's not everyone's cup of tea, and he showed it, I think, in his acceptance speech why he isn't everyone's cup of tea, because you know, there was no way that he was giving up the, the limelight uh, the <laughs> other night. And Michael Aish, I'm, I'm not sure about Michael Aish. I think he was a, he was a steady player in South Australia. He, he's almost got up because of the, you know, the, the selection panel there's an, a semi-agreement or an informal agreement. Some South Australians have gone in. I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of better qualified players to have gone in. Anyway, they didn't happen. There's plenty of good players are going next year, and there's plenty will miss out. So it's a great debating point. Uh, it's a good good event. And as you said, one West Australian went out, and uh, Barry Cable's gone out of the WA Hall of Fame, the Australian Hall of Fame, North Melbourne, and now. Today, Perth have said he's out of their Hall of Fame as well. So, very, very sad for football because he was one of the absolute greats of the game. You know, he was the second West Australian to become a legend, an official legend of Australian football. And uh, that, so sadly, has been over, overshadowed by what he did in his, you know, off the field. Uh, and that's 
you know, that's the way it is, and so it should be, perhaps. Um, but it's unfortunate, and what it's probably left to is that there's a hole for another legend to come in. You know, if they, the legend is on a quota, so it's 10% of the field, and so if one goes out, there's room for another, and there may even be potentially two could go in mm. uh, next season. Well, there's nothing short to talk about in the footy world. We will uh, cover it all in full detail coming up on Saturday morning from 9am. Uh, we've got Mick, Mick Abler on the show, so really looking forward to that. Of course, Peter Sumich to join us as always alongside Tony McHale. So uh, it's going to be a great um, great day Saturday morning. Looking forward to catching up with you then. Uh, Townie, thank you very much for your time and uh, enjoy all the sport to come. Cheers. Thanks, Matt. See ya.